We're going to continue our study of 1 John. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, it will be up here behind me, but 1 John chapter 3. We saw last week that we are children of God, that, that God has given us a love that does not exist among man. It's a love that is peculiar to God. And so it's a love that, that does not exist apart from God. We've seen that that love made us children, children of God. And we also looked we, we, through, through chapters 1 and 2, kind of the first section of this letter, we saw that there was how, how John lays this out. First, he talks to us about living in the light, that God is light and we should live in the light. And then he tells us how to live in the light. Here, he's in this second section that starts in verse or chapter 3. He tells us that we're children of God. Now he's going to tell us how to live as children of God. So the first thing he said about living in the light was that we need to, do, we need to renounce sin. Remember chapter 1, verse 9. For if we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's going to deal with sin again today. So, as I said, uh, I think this week, finally we can talk about something I'm good at. Now, now we can talk about sin. So, in, in chapter 3, he begin, after telling us that we have this love, that we, have, that we are children of God, now he tells us about sin. So, let's pick up on verse 4 of chapter 3. And again, it will be up here behind me. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared to take away sin, and in him there is no sin. No one, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. But this is, but this, by this it is evident, who are the children of God, who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So he, he begins by talking about sin and lawlessness. And, and he, it, what's interesting here is, is in the Greek, the original Greek, he, when he says the lawlessness, it is literally the, the word for law is the word for commandments. It's, we saw back in chapter 2 that he talked about the law, uh, but he, but he used a word that meant the, the precepts, the teachings. This time he's saying the law. And in fact, in the Greek, there's an article there. So it's the law and the sin. The law and the sin. So I think John is talking about the Ten Commandments, the Levitical law, or the actual law, when, he's, when he is talking about this. Because he's also, it makes sense in the context, because he's also talking about the sin. What is the sin? Well, I've said many times, and I still believe, 
The original sin is selfishness. It's selfishness. If, you, if we read Genesis 3, 5, the serpent tells Eve, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Our, the original sin is selfishness, and from that selfishness, we want to be God. We want to kick God off the throne. We want to be in control. I want to control my life. I want to decide what is good and, and bad, what is good and evil. I want to decide what is right and wrong. That's the original sin. That, that's, I think, the sin that John talks about. And I want to address the, the idea of good and evil here. We read this in, in, uh, <clears throat> in Genesis, and it says that you will know good and evil. Well, it, why wouldn't God want us to know good and evil, right? He would want. In fact, he writes the rest of this book on, it, on what, what's good and what's evil, doesn't he? So it isn't about knowing the difference between them. It's deciding for ourselves. Eve wanted to decide for, ourself, for herself what was good and what was evil. We, want, we have that same problem. We want to decide what's good and what's evil. Well, the problem is we've been infected and affected by sin. So when we decide what's good and what's evil, we do it usually either by comparison or by justification, right? I may be doing evil, but I'm not as evil as that guy. I'm not pointing at you, Kevin. I'm pointing just kind of... I'm not, so we do it by comparison, or we do it by justifying. We do it by justifying. We say, we say well, yeah, it, it was a bad choice, but it was the only choice I had. We justify. That's how we decide good and evil. That's why we can't do that. That's why God did it for us. God decided good and evil. He made the decision for us. And frankly, our opinion on the matter doesn't matter. God has decided good and evil. And in fact, he even said in Isaiah 5, he said, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. God has decided good and evil. It's not up for, for debate. It's not according to our opinion. It's not according to our situation. God has decided what is good and evil. And that, that yearn in us to want to do that, that's the original sin. That's the sin. And so what, what John tells us here is, is incredibly important because he says that, that uh, the, the Greek is more, more literally, and you know that he was manifested in order to abolish sin. Jesus came to abolish sin, to destroy the works of the devil and to abolish sin. Now, we know, we talk about all the time how Jesus came to bear our sin on the cross but he came to abolish it. He came to destroy the work of the devil. Destroy. So he's destroying the power of sin that sin has over us. He's destroying the work of, of sin in our lives. He, he came to abolish sin. And he did so because he was sinless himself. John says there is no sin in him. So in verse 6 we see these present tense verbs again. We cannot continue in sin. We cannot. I, I actually kind of laugh when I read practicing sin because I think we're pretty good at it. And I don't know that we need to practice. <laughs> oh, I won't speak for you. I'm pretty good at it, and I don't need to practice. 
But, but he's saying this is a continuing action. Those who are of God cannot continue in that. And those who are not of God, we can see because they continue in that. And he says that they haven't seen or known Jesus if they continue in sin. Now, the word for, for seen isn't with your eyes. It's, it, it's that they haven't understood who Jesus is. They haven't understood the biblical Jesus. They may know the name. They may even know that he died for sin, but they don't know him. They don't, they don't have a, a strong sense of who he is. See, in our society, what we tend to do is remake Jesus into our image. I, I read about a, a, theologi- a theology professor. I thought this was wildly interesting. This theology professor, at the beginning of every year, he hands out a personality test or a personality inventory. But he hands out two answer sheets. And he says, answer one for you and answer the other one for how you think Jesus would answer these questions. And you know, without, without fail, the extroverts say Jesus is an extrovert. The introverts say Jesus is an introvert. Without fail, we remake Jesus into our image. But look at how John presents Jesus. John presents Jesus as the one who is righteous. He presents Jesus as the one who was sinless from birth. He sees John as the Messiah from birth and and on. Sinless. As As I have said many times, it's as simple as this. He was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died a substitutionary death for your sin and mine, was dead, buried, rose again on the third day to to, to give us life and to be Lord of all. That's Jesus. That's the biblical Jesus. And that's the Jesus that John presents to us, the sinless Jesus, the one who came to to abolish sin and destroy the work of, of the devil. That's the Jesus that we know. That's the Jesus that we have. And so he says that we can be righteous because He is righteous. Now that's important, because we cannot think that we can be righteous by doing right stuff. That isn't how righteousness happens. It isn't even how Jesus is righteous. Jesus is righteous because of who He is. You are righteous because you are in Him, not because you do do right stuff. We cannot become righteous by doing the right things. It, we've got that reversed. With God, it's always about being before doing. It is being right in order to do right. And so, as John explains here, we have those who are in Christ who do the righteous thing. And we have those who are of the devil who do the unrighteous thing. He, he, he gives us these two sides. He gives us the two sides that, that we consistently see through the, through the book of, of 1 John, we consistently see uh, John bringing us two distinct sides, the side of God and the side of the world, the side of God and the side of the devil, the side of light, the side of darkness. We, 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 we see this again and again and again. And so he's telling us we cannot continue in sin if we are born of God. We cannot. In fact, the way that, that, uh, that verse is, uh, is 
can be translated is really interesting. Verse 9, it says that he, that he has, doesn't have the power to sin. We actually can, can say with this ability or this power, we can actually say is not a, he is able not to sin. The Greek actually can be translated either way. So is John trying to tell us that we have the, the power not to sin? Or is he telling us that we don't have the power to sin? I think he's telling us both. I think he's telling us both because in the Holy Spirit, in Christ, we, as we remain and abide in him, in Christ, we have both the power not to sin and the power not, and, and not the power to sin. We, we have the seed of him inside us. And so we have the power not to sin and we have no ability to continue to sin. That's what John tells us. So you see these two sides. You see how he's, he's two distinct sides. The determined sinner, the one who continues to practice sin, that's, he's of the devil. And the one who continues to practice righteousness is the one that's born of God. You have those that are born of the devil and those that are born of of God. And, and your actions speak louder than words. How you live, how you behave, your, your lifestyle tells everyone who you are. Because being before doing, if you are right, you will do right. If you are not right, you will not do right. You see how John lays out this, this argument. So we saw in the first part of this section that we saw that we've been given this love that doesn't exist any other place. It only comes from God. And that love has been given to us. God loves you with a love that does not exist apart from Him. Now we see that we've been given righteousness from Christ. Righteousness that we can't earn. Righteousness that we can't drum up on our own. We can't work for. We can't, we can't get any other place but Jesus. We have been given a love that comes only from God. We've been given a righteousness that comes only from Christ. So we have the power not to sin. You may have a sin today that plagues you. You may have a sin today that, that, that just plagues you all the time. It's always a temptation. You have the power not to sin in Christ. Abide in Him. Remain in Him. Live in Him. The true Christ, the biblical Christ, gives you the power not to sin. So I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. I just want to ask you the question, if you know the biblical Christ, the Christ that, I've, that I described, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died a substitutionary death for your sin, was dead, buried, resurrection, resurrected on the third day to give you life and to give you the power not to sin. Do you know that, Jesus? Because you can this morning. It's a simple prayer. Just follow along in your own words and, and say, God, I know I have sin in my life. I have lawlessness in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. 
And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus died in my place on that cross. He came, I trust that Jesus came to abolish sin and to destroy the work of the devil in my life. And so I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to come into my life. Give me this power not to sin. Give me this ability not to sin. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor. Let them know. Maybe this morning as you look back over the last week, you've been trying to live in your own power and it hasn't been working well. Will you take this moment right here to ask for forgiveness for that and and to ask for a, a fresh empowerment for this week to live as Christ would live, to live as a child of God, to live in the light. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, for Jesus, who has given us everything. Help us to remain in him, to live in him, in his love and in his righteousness. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.